Andre Bella for Esoterica, a short feature about extraordinary things, and this is part two of Letting Go. Part one was about my current job, the best job I've ever had, and how a few years ago, when I knew my old job was over, I just couldn't let go. After all, how could I have known that a way better job was just around the corner? Letting go is downright scary, but if you just keep hanging on, things can get a lot worse. So here's the rest of my story. I forgot about that flash of insight in that lonely corridor. I kept enjoying my work along with the pay and benefits that gave me that long sought after sense of security that I hadn't had in recent years. But that old thought never went away. I knew things were changing. And wasn't that what I'd always asked for? To always be challenged and fearless about the future? Wasn't I the author of a poem that asked the angels to lead me laughing and blindfolded into the future? No rational person would ever ask for this, but it was my mantra. I'm not an irrational person. My friends see me as solid, grounded, responsible, and I am, but I still have the same mantra. Without it, life would be hardly worth living. It would be only existing. If I had been more mindful of that hallway flash of insight, I might have prepared and even enjoyed the inevitable changes. But no, I had to be responsible, had to keep trying to make the job more interesting, the program better, even when a little voice kept saying, you've definitely sucked all the juice out of this one. Staying too long always makes me feel terrible. It's like being the last kid to be picked up at the end of summer camp. You sit on a bench by yourself looking down the road hoping to see your parents' car. Then the woods gets very quiet, and suddenly everything gets really creepy, and you are just waiting. One day I asked myself, can you see yourself sitting at this desk five years from now? The suddenness of the answer scared me, and then made me laugh. Are you kidding? I'd rather shoot myself. But other people managed to stay in their jobs for years and years. Why couldn't I do this, at least until my youngest was out of college? Remember how important health insurance is. But I'd intentionally asked for my life to be different. So what could I expect? The angels were ready, blindfold in hand. But I wasn't feeling as fearless as the person who wrote that poem. So I just kept hanging on. Hanging on is not recommended. It's messy and always leads to a plan B. If she won't let go, the angel said, we'll just have to invent something clever. If you're feeling gutless as I was, this sounds ominous. Plan B came in the form of Mary, my boss, who my faithful roommates nicknamed Psycho Bitch. For some reason, known only to God or the devil, Mary wanted to get rid of me. I'd never, ever had this happen before. So why was it happening now? The sweet high school guidance counselor, who never said anything bad about anybody, suddenly said, You're tall, pretty, and everyone likes you. Everything she's not. She's jealous. I loved hearing those words. They somehow made the whole awful experience more bearable. And I knew Mary was fighting on all sides. The school board was out to fire her, and a very unflattering political cartoon of her had just appeared in the local newspaper. But why was she after me? Maybe I was the dog she kicked after a bad day at work. But as much as I wanted to hate Mary, I later came to realize that she was the very catalyst that got me out of my comfort zone. Now, I could actually hear the angels laughing. So, how do you like Psycho, bitch? Our latest gift to you. Aren't we fabulously creative? I fought the good fight. Very stupid of me. And of course, Psycho, bitch won. She couldn't fire me, so she simply eliminated my position. 
her final gesture before her own inevitable demise. And so my would-have-been salary slipped silently into the heating oil budget, and for the first time in my life, I was headed for the unemployment line, and eventually to the best job I've ever had. Considering what happened then and where I am now, I hope that if you've lost a job or a relationship or anything that's precious to you, maybe my story will be encouraging or at least give you a few laughs. Does misery love company? Of course it does. So let's laugh and cry together and let's congratulate ourselves for being a rare and precious breed. It takes courage to tell the angels to take us laughing and blindfolded into the future, but that's who we are. For Esoterica, I'm Andre Bella. Thanks for listening.